0: Yeah, it's, it's the thing in terms of as you begin to do it you're not going to get it completely right from the very beginning but it gives you the idea of, of what you're doing when you're sitting on the cushion and that, that you, you don't have to sit there and try to purge thought out of the mind or anything it's just a matter of trying to illuminate how many of you had a feeling that you were able to it, sometimes illuminate that thoughts were arising do you feel that at all yeah. This is really important, you know, that you begin to illuminate. That's what's illumination, is being able to see. It's like turning on the lights, and you know what, what, what's going on. When you don't have that idea, then it becomes very, very difficult um, for you to do it. There's no illumination. Shufu put it in this way, it's kind of crude, but it had to do with when he was in um, the army in Taiwan and when they first came over from the mainland they had them barracks in these big warehouses and at nighttime all of the, the the soldiers had to bed down in the warehouse and it was dark but of course sometimes the people they had to go to the bathroom so so um they um would um they'd have to get up and walk to some other place so when they they walked they had to be careful because they were they couldn't see the, the other soldiers and sometimes they would just step in the poop or the pee of the soldiers that were too lazy to go outside. And so all the time they were stepping in poop and pee because um, they couldn't see what was happening. Here with illumination, when you have illumination then the whole mind is illuminated and you see these things and you have less likelihood you're going to step in them. Uh, because you see them there. We are kind of like self-flagellants and we get so upset with ourselves because what happens is we want these thoughts to go away we don't have to worry about that the only thing we have to do is just see that they're illuminated so what happens is that when we illuminate in this way later on when we get up voila everything's illuminated the everything is ordinary and mundane the only difference is, is that the world is illuminated you see everything very clearly. You see why people act in the way they do. They, if they're contrary type people, angry people, happy people, friendly people, all these things, and you you get a sense of what's going to happen next because your, your processor is working so quickly, it's, it enables you to see the potentiality of, of life, of what could happen if this happens and these things go into play, then these things will happen. And you begin to see this. Actually, sometimes you can see them very long term. if And you begin to kind of like almost sometimes waiting for life to catch up with you because you're that far ahead of what's happening. And that's a, an illuminated mind. mind is able to process all this information. So, so this is very, very important of what we do and how we, we approach it and this comes, and that's when you're getting some really good seat time in. When you're sitting there, and you're able to see that thoughts are, are arising. Wow, no longer now are you seeing it from uh, experiencing the thought. But you're actually saying, hey, these thoughts are arising. And now you have a choice. Do I take them or not? Sometimes they still sneak up and take you and hit you in the back of the head and take you somewhere. And then that's when I tell you, bring it back. Don't don't be upset about it. Bring it back. Sit down. Relax. You know, you can you can deal with it. Be patient. It's going to happen. You know that you're in a basketball game. The other side's going to score points on you. It's na- natural. So just be patient with it. You know, you make your points. They're going to make their points. Little by little, you're going to move ahead. And this is what you have. Is you want to have this kind of confidence and faith in the method. And if you do that, it will work. So. Getting back to Shen Yun for a moment, um, he was talking about how, how do we do it, and he says the prerequisite of Chan investigation is to eliminate false thoughts. The false thoughts are attaching to whatever's going on, not the thoughts arising themselves. They're not false. The false thoughts is that when the eye attaches to it. And... Uh, he says, how can these false thoughts be eliminated? Um, Shakyamuni Buddha had talked a lot about this, and the easiest method is none other than the word rest. In saying rest is bodhi, resting the mind. You rest the mind, so the mind is not confused. It doesn't. It's not engaging in false thought. It's clear in that moment that that there's no I there, and it's just resting, it's going, okay, all these thoughts are going to be coming up, but there's no reason for me to be counting them, thinking about them, watching them, doing anything, just there's awareness that it's there, it's okay, and if I if I work in this way, mine will, will take care of itself. So he said that um, the most important teaching taught by the Venerable Bodhidharma and the Sixth Patriarch Wei Ning is still the myriad conditions. Let not a single thought arise. So he's saying, still the myriad uncountable conditions. What he means by still is not taking the bait. Don't don't add to it. Don't add more habitual energy to whatever's arising. We we don't we we're in accord with it and we go with it, but we're not creating further habit energy and let not a single thought arise what he means here is not that the thoughts are not going to arise in the mind but when he's saying not a, let a single thought arise means arise of self don't let the, the, the self arise that's the thief that, that arises and when it does then it perpetuates itself by bringing more, more thoughts up it has to do that in order to maintain itself and um, he continues on, how can we achieve this? How can we achieve this? Let not a single thought arise. He says, first, put to rest each and every thought. So put to rest each and every thought, meaning that we don't attach to the thought. The thoughts come up. There. Leave them alone. They, then they're put to rest. We don't have to go, oh, I want to take you down. Okay, go down. Krispy Kreme don't no, no, go back down, go back down. It's just going to keep popping up. How do you put it to rest? Don't give it any energy. Good night, good night, good night. And they all go to sleep. They put to rest. You don't have to do anything more. You have to say, are you in bed? No, good night. They're just And you let them put them to rest. That's number one. Um, until there's non-production. Non-production means, let's say we have the Krispy Kreme donut. And it comes up ah oh, Krispy Kreme donut what's going to happen next you've just produced another thought by that attachment because you you're already giving it energy so it's going to come up again but if you don't give it any energy no mind's eye attention it will go away and the next time it comes up it's going to be weaker and weaker and weaker until it doesn't come up maybe an oak bran muffin might come up but the Krispy Kreme won't come up Okay, that's non-production, you're no longer engaging in generating habitual tendencies. And one will certify to Bodhi instantly without any trouble. That's why I say it's so easy. No trouble, just keep going the way you're doing with with what we're doing and what I'm, I'm teaching. Number two, the second one, use principle to deal with all matters and fully understand that the self-nature was originally pure and clear. That's what I've been telling you the whole morning. But use principle. So we have to use principle, which is also called right view. If we don't, we cross our legs and we sit and we go nowhere. The self just is there, and it's a self-indulgent meditation. But when we use principle and we know, oh, originally this mind's bright and clear. So when I sit down, the, the mind is working perfectly well, thank you. It's working like it should. It's generating thought. Why? Because I put them there. I know that I put them there. It's okay, but if I don't attach to the thought, I will not generate or produce new thought. So I understand that. That's how it works. Not bad. Now you know how, how it works. So you don't sit there and become a production machine of new thought. You just let it go. Let it go, let it go. Okay, go, 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 go. You don't have to, to be bothered with it. I just only want the, the method to stay here. I'm just going to keep my mind on the method. That one stays. everything else is gone. It just't it, it, it just doesn't you know, as it's coming up, you, you're aware of it. You don't pay any attention to it. Only the, per, the, the thought with the ticket gets attention in the mind. The rest of them they just go and that affliction, bodhi, birth and death, nirvana, are all empty names by right and have nothing to do with our self-nature. So why? Because our self-nature is a self-nature. It's originally bright and clear. The substance of mind is mind. When you see things in this way, then it's it's very, very clear. You don't have to worry about what mind is. In there is a master by the name of Fa-Yong, and I've been dancing around all of what he has said the whole time we've been talking uh, for the past couple of days. And his essay is entitled, Absolute Contemplation. And he explains no mind clearly. So there's a question. How does one name mind? And how does one make mind rest? So how do we name mind? Anybody know? How, how does one name mind? He's saying, what is mind? How do we name it? What do you think? Nobody? Just notice it. Just notice it? He says, we need not create mind. And you also need not make mind rest by force. This is real peace. He's telling you how to meditate. Don't name it, it's mine. And you don't have to make it rest by force. Too many of us try to muscle the methods. We try to give the bum's rush to all the thoughts that come into mind. You don't have to do that. When you have the right principle, the right view, you see things clearly. You know, this is how mind functions. No problem. So we don't have to call it anything. The substance of mind is mind. How much more do you want to get? If, if you have a Venn diagram, consciousness is in mind. Everything's in mind. Is there anything outside of mind? No. Very easy. Easy, easy um, geometry. So we know that we don't have to name mind and we don't have to rest it by force. Naturally, mind will, will just relax. So when you sit there, just naturally bring your mind via the principle a resting place and start your work there and I say work it's not really work at that point because we don't have to force anything anymore that's true peace actually that's what he says here this is real peace and, and I agree that's, that's real peace you sit to meditate you're, you're at rest when you get up lo and behold you're at rest you're resting every single moment This is the illumination of the mind. So the next question, what is mind? And then the answer is what I've already told you. It's what makes the six organs able to contemplate. It's called mind. So it's your sensory organs plus the mind, but it enables it to contemplate, not to think, but to contemplate, to be aware, is mind. That's the self nature of mind. What does mind do? Very interesting. Okay, now we know what mind is. What does it do?
1: Stores and retrieves.
0: I'm sorry. Stores and retrieves. I I'm
1: sorry. Stores and retrieves.
0: Stores and retrieves. Okay. Anybody else? Process. Process? I'm not
1: saying anything.
0: What would you say?
1: Not nothing.
0: Nothing. Are you going to go with her on this one? You're shaking your head too. Nothing. You. What's your name?
1: Me? Jerry.
0: Okay. You're going to go with her? Nothing. You said nothing? No. What about you?
1: It just exists.
0: It exists. Does it Shakes. exist? Well, Where would I mean, it exist? Um, You're contradicting your own part that you just learned. Yes or no? Oh, which which, is, which <laughs> part of the self is going with the yes, or which is going to no? And she's saying, yeah, "I'm not with you on this one."
1: I think humans exist in a different
0: way, though. Right. And Where would know? it exist? It just
1: right is. Here. Yes. It's natural.
0: Would the mind exist anywhere? Right here. Right here. How about over there? Sure. Sure. All right. Is there? Anywhere the mind wouldn't exist, then it doesn't really exist, does it? That's why it's no mind. Remember, this is an essay on no mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it's like in quantum physics uh, quarks are everywhere and nowhere. They're only somewhere until they're observe- observed. So they are everywhere and nowhere. And so is mind, it's everywhere and nowhere. Until consciousness.
0: Then how could it say to, that it exists?
1: It, because it's both—it's well, a paradox. I feel sometimes.
0: It it can be a paradox from one side of the shore. Afterwards, it perfectly fits. Mm-hmm. Wh- when did you come back to this other side of the shore?
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe I had too much tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But,
0: All right. And what did you say that? What does mind do? Mind, mind. <laughs> Remember, he's saying here, this is an absolute co- contemplation. He explains no mind co- clearly. <laughs> so, and what? And what were you guys saying? That what does mind do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Are you yeah. you good with that, or you got another take on it? No, I, She might have it. <laughs> alright. What does mind do? The mind is still. It's mind. Everything happens within it, but it, it's still. It, it, it moves all the time, but it doesn't move at all. Why? Because where do the ducks go? It's all within mind. So it gives a different meaning to stillness, a different meaning to emptiness, than the way we look at it, and that's why we can't get it, because we sh- we look at emptiness from a, a whole different type of, of viewpoint than what it really is. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Does it allow things to appear so that there's an interaction, in a way?
0: It, it doesn't interfere with things appearing.
1: Or not that it allows things to appear, but it gives a... so that we can even have this
0: conversation? It is part of the substance of the mind that it's that so. It's that way. It's that thus. Okay. So I know what you're trying to say and you're trying to put into words what you're feeling from your heart. Not from your mind, but from your heart. And that's where you want to keep it. Keep it at your heart level to look at things and say um, that you're... The, how mind works. Now you're looking at mind, you're no longer looking at consciousness.
1: Like you said with the apple, the apple is not here, but I can still see it. So it just kind of creates a playing field. Yeah. To
0: be able the to eye doesn't see it, mind is aware of it. Mind should also be aware of the eye. You have a question or a comment? Okay. It's cool stuff, we've got to work on it. And it's starting to work on you, okay? It's starting to kind of percolate in there, and, and that's good. Again, this is something that's not easy things. But if you begin to get this when you sit to meditate, it will pay off big dividends, big, big dividends, okay? Because you're not going to be confused about when you're sitting on a cushion and trying to take a broom and wipe out thought. Where, indeed, where would it's going to go? So you know clearly how this mind works when you're sitting, you're aware, and little by little it will help work on on the method. So it's good. So mind is still, but again, the stillness is different. When I was young, I had this um, poster that I thought was really cool when I was in college, and it was a a, a copy of a uh, a woodblock print from from Japan, and it had a little saying at the bottom. It said. I'm like the waves that ever go rolling, I'm moving all day, yet I'm not moving at all. And then, which is stillness. But I changed it in my mind later, and I said, not quite right. It shouldn't say, I'm like the waves that ever go rolling, I'm moving all day, and not moving at all. It should say, like the waves that ever go rolling, moving all day, but not moving at all.
1: So, quick analogy. Getting rid of thoughts during meditation is like shaking a dusty rug in a closed room. They're not going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah, you just you just make them move around more.
1: Yeah, are just all around you in the air, Yeah. Which is probably more irritating
0: than just letting them sit on the, in the yeah. place. Yeah. Shifuhi used to use the analogy of catching a feather on a fan. So if a, fe- a feather's flying like this, if you try to catch the feather, it goes away but if you just simply let the feather or the fan rest the feather by its by its nature will just land on the fan and that's what you do when you sit to meditate you rest the mind in its natural position and all of the dust will just settle on its own you don't need to do anything why? because the dust is not separate from mine but by its nature the dust will settle It will settle there and when we see the world even though there's so much dust flying around we're aware that dust is not anything but mine and that dust is not flying anywhere but mine just like the ducks so whether it's dust or ducks or dust of ducks or both they're just appearing in mine and so when you see that it's not separate mind is at rest right away. That's why they always say, oh, well, I settled your mind. It's at rest. You don't have to worry about it. Because it, by, na- by its nature, it's that way. So, we go to... Hold on one second. Vekas said to Bodhidharma, My mind is not at peace. Would you please put it to rest? Bodhidharma answered. If you bring me your mind and show it to me, I will put it at rest for you. up! replied, I've searched for my mind, but I've been unable to find it. Bodhidharma said, I've put your mind to rest. It was easy. Bodhidharma didn't have to do anything. The mind is naturally still and if he looked at it and he was looking through all the dust and was looking through the dust which one is my mind? which one is my mind? that's not it that's not it that's not it and the more he looked and the more he looked the dust finally settled and he can't find anything he can't find it ergo down the road Fa Young says no mine there's no mine there and if you came to me and said there's no mine I would say just mine same thing. So now you see via principle how mine works. Many teachers don't spend the time to work on this part. But just like Master Shin Yun said, the principle is one of the pivotal parts of putting this all together. You've got to, you've got to have the principle to deal with the matters and fully understand self-nature then when you sit, you're good to go. You know, if you were in um, um, going to send a rocket up, you don't just sit on the, on the, on the back of, a, of a, a, like a big sky rocket to go up to the sky. You've got to have all the different principles, everything all ready, and do a systems check before you push that button. But we, like instant cake, so what do we do? We teach people how to sit to meditate. We, we tell them, you have to stand like this, you have to be this way, you have to do that. You stay, keep your mind on the method, and boom, you take off, on the, you know, strapped to a skyrocket. It's no wonder that the skyrocket blows up. Okay? You're, you're like wily coyotes of, of meditation. <laughs> you're not getting it right. But if you have the principle, then when you sit, you're good to go. You've done your systems check. You know what mind is. You you you're, you start, settle down, and then you strap in, and there comes the ride. Vroom, boom, boom. All these thoughts come up, but you don't. You're not swayed by them. Why? Fundamentally, mind is still. It doesn't do anything, and you begin to understand this. And you 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 look here and you search there for for the way in which it doesn't. It. So when you sit to meditate, your meditation begins to pay off for you. Big time. Little by little, you'll find your mind to be, be quieter and quieter and quieter. It's going to naturally get that way because it's just returning to its fundamental stillness. Okay, we we'll continue on. We talked about this one already. What is, this, it, what is the substance? Mind is a substance. Okay, here's another one. What is the primary meaning? What is the primary meaning? What? mind? There you go. You see (laughs) See how easy it is? You see how easy it is? It's funny, right? All of a sudden you go, oh, I got it. So you should have jumped right at that one. What is the primary meaning? Mind is the primary meaning. Then he finally says, what is wandering in meditation and wisdom? So what is wandering in meditation and wisdom? He's meaning... What is this practice? And, and what is this wisdom? He said, the stillness of the mind and the I- inner nature is meditation. The stillness of the mind. So when you sit, allow your mind to be still. It's moving all the time, right? But it, it's, since the nature of the mind is still, then it's not moving at all. so so you understand that right away you're strapped in it doesn't bother you it's not going to affect you constantly understanding the stillness is wisdom constantly understanding the stillness is wisdom that's the illumination part the other part is samadhi. So you get into the samadhi state, but you're illuminating it. That's, that's the vipassana side. You're illuminating the mind. And you, how you understand it, you're understanding it directly. Principle sets the stage, but principle only sets the stage. It, it gives you the right view to be able to practice in the proper way. But you then use your... Your practice in the proper way to be constantly understanding the stillness, understanding that whatever appears before you is why does things ap- appear before you, or that you, you perceive it in this way, or I should say why do things appear in mind?
1: Huh? And
0: what is that called? You're right, but what is it called? Causes and conditions.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and what is the Sanskrit word for cause and condition, never fail? Pratika Samapada. Pratika Samapada. If it's Pali, it's uh, Pratika samap- Samupada. But Pratika samapada. Remember that, Pratika Samapada. Causes and conditions never fail. Remember it. Right. Okay? I want you guys to become very good at at practicing. Part of practice is studying. Not to become scholars, although you could become scholars, but I want you in addition to that, understanding right view. So so when you understand stillness, you know pratika samapada is creating the situations in which things are appearing in mind. But ultimately it's still why because it's the function of mind that these things happen. And they're, they're happening in a way just like like storms passing through are um, a, um, a high-pressure system trying to go into a low-pressure system to equalize something. And you see everything is just this way. It's natural. And when you see the naturalness of things, then you're not confused about it. Okay, You're not confused. You're, you're, you're perfectly aware of, of how mind works. When that happens, then wisdom arises. The wisdom arises and says, don't call them a name. Don't overspend. Don't do this. You know, um, do these things. These things are beneficial. And, and, and you're guided by wisdom. And you keep being guided by wisdom until finally there's no wisdom, there's no compassion, there's just this natural function in the mind and moving in the stillness. Any questions about that? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Could I ask a very simple I guess, um, question?
0: Which means it's very complicated, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> uh, you mentioned that... Um,
0: Yes, speak yeah. louder. Huh? Right.
1: So, does that mean we have less subjective way to judge, become more objective, so be aware natural way that, that it happen?
0: Why do you need to judge?
1: That's, that's what it applies to, that's what my my thinking is. Should try to be more objective? Yeah. let go through my, my judgment.
0: But see, what you're trying to do, that your self is very clever. is coming up with a kinder, gentler self, a polished self. We need not pick and choose. We just simply have to see things as they are. As we begin to see things as they are, we function in a, in a different way. And uh, let me see if I can find a quote for you that might help you with that. One second. The the quote essentially is one where it says that the function of uh, of the practice is to accord the mind in whatever state it finds itself in. Meaning that it brings itself to a harmony with whatever is is arising in the mind. It need not pick and choose. Via wisdom, naturally, it will do the things that are necessary. For instance, like if somebody uh, after the class says, you know, I really have a serious problem I'd like to talk to you about. Gilbert might say, "You know, I've been talking for so long. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I'll talk to you next time." Um, But mind would say, "This is important. This, you can help this person, and we have plenty of time to rest later." And when it does that, it enables the the body to perform a function without picking and choosing, or anything. It just simply says, okay, this body is at the disposal of the rest of mine. And it doesn't have to judge good or bad. It just simply does what, what's necessary to do. And it doesn't say, oh, hey, I'm on overtime. You want to pay me overtime, you know, and then we'll do that. Uh, it just does. So don't think about a kinder, gentler self just think about bringing the mind to rest, and and not trying to reinvent the self in a better kind of a newer product. Um, otherwise, you you can run into problems with that. You just have to play with that a little bit, just to see how that goes. And as you begin to play with it, you'll find that that um, you don't need the I there to do anything. It actually gets in the way. So, since this morning and talking to you, I put Gilbert somewhere in a the corner there. He He's not in, in the equation at all. And if he was, he would start talking to you about surfing, he'd be talking about this and talking about that. Hey, how about the basketball? How about this? How about that? You know, he wouldn't be talking to you about Chan. But I don't need him. He's a virus. And every once in a while he sneaks back in. And if I, if I may download him from who knows where, from whatever websites, but he, he zips back in. And then I have to say, oh, I see, it's his consciousness. And so you just let it go. Don't, don't try to perfect the self. Mind is already perfect. That's all we have to do. So we use principle to approach it. Rather than coming from here going down into mind, here when you're trying to perfect it, then you're just mining consciousness. So you're building like a castle in the sky. It's not supported by anything. Your foundation is mind itself. That's where you rest the mind at—is in mind, not in a a more perfected idea of of self. Okay. Good question. Anything else before we take our break? Yes.
1: How long you can do this? I only want to cushion and do this. When I'm eating, I can. Oh, yummy.
0: How long? What?
1: How long you can? When I'm eating the food, I enjoy it, I'm not seeing the food, then I'm back, but how long you can't do this, illuminating, illuminating
0: and yep. illuminating. You just try to maintain it, extend it out. Sometimes when you sit, you may have it for five seconds. Not bad. You know, the other um, 30 minutes is you thinking you have it. Mm. So you have to be honest with yourself. But then, as you do it, then you become very mindful. It, it And it, you'll get it in degrees. It's, it, It'll come and go, come and go, and come and go. But at least you're a practitioner. At least you're a practitioner. So the whole trick is, and your question is a good one, just practice trying to extend the time out more and more, longer and longer. Trying to, to observe when self comes rushing in. Our biggest crime is that we is not that, that it arises, but that we fail to recognize that it has arisen, that the Self has arisen. But when we are aware, and then the Self arises, at least we have a cha- chance at that moment, choose the Self or choose the Buddha. Which one do you want? And then sometimes you choose the, the, the Buddha, and sometimes you choose the Krispy Kreme Donut. Okay. So just be patient with it. Just be patient. But, but keep practicing and try to keep, keep the station tuned in. Don't tune to consciousness radio, okay? Tune to...
1: Oh.
0: Okay? All right, we'll take our break.